Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. And coming up on this Monday edition, it is post-Super Bowl 56 reaction time. We've got everything from the MVP award, potential retirements, the future of the Rams and the Bengals, what it means to the gambling world because somebody got screwed. And we've also got another edition of the FSR IR and the usual shenanigans. All of it is yours. Coming up next here, two pros and a cup of Joe, post-Super Bowl edition, Fox Sports Radio. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Base ankle. Yeah. Base ankle. Base ankle. <laughs> Base ankle. Come on. Base it ankle. is two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are, making us a part of your Monday morning. Happy Valentine's Day to you and yours for anybody that gives a crap as we bid farewell to the NFL season. It is a wrap. It is over, and the Los Angeles Rams are your Super Bowl champions. 23-20, the final. Phenomenal job, and I got to give credit where credit is due. You guys had been saying all last week, if there was one aspect of the game where there was a decided advantage by either team, it was the Rams' D-line versus the Bengals' O-line, and apparently that turned out to be a big deal because uh, Joe Burrow was beat up, and it was the final play of the game. Aaron Donald, just a stud through and through, uh, impacting that final play, and the Rams get it done. Go ahead, Brady. I, I mean, I, I think the way I'd respond to that is is what changed in the first half and second half. Because in the first half, you're watching the Bengals' offensive line, and they're holding their own. I think they only gave up one sack. Burrow was getting the ball out of his hand quick. And it, not that they were you know, having necessarily issues moving the football, but they were negating the impact of that. Second half comes around, and it, it just it, you got the sense that it was I mean, a combination of a number of things. Raheem Morris made some adjustments with the way in which they rushed, the way they lined up their front, the stunts and games, all that good stuff. I thought Burrow held on to the football too long, and the pressure got to him. There was missed reads, inaccurate throws. I, 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 would, I would venture to say this. I thought that was one of Burrow's worst performances especially in the second half of the season, but in the playoffs too. He just did not look himself, even in the beginning. First fourth and one they went for, has Higgins wide open on the sidelines, tries to force the ball back inside, ball batted down, turnover on downs. Uh, And so I'm not trying to take away any credit from the Rams. That was a decisive mismatch. They got the job done, in particular in the second half. But that wasn't the same Joe Burrow either that we've seen throughout the course of the season and in playoffs. Oh, I, I, I'll go back to where you talked about the, the adjustments by Raheem Morris. I, I think that that was I think that was the difference in the game. The The Rams offense clearly struggled um, the entire game. I mean, they, they never seemed to find a real rhythm. And so it turned into what was seemingly uh, a Rams defense versus a, a Bengals, a Bengals offense. And that was was going to be the deciding factor. I mean, give give Cooper Cup credit. I mean, he was given the MVP award. I, I I would fall on the side of disagreeing with that, but that's what you come to to recognize. Um, I, well, who would I, you have given it to instead? Oh, Aaron Donald. 
Aaron Donald. And the reason why is it, when you're talking about even if you don't get the statistical categories that's connected to it, the there were three dudes. There were three dudes at times blocking that man in yeah. the Super Bowl. Like in the Super Bowl, there was three dudes. I counted at least four or five times where there were at least three guys that were in his face at one point in time. And so when you look at how this game went and how it was dictated, it was dictated by what they did up front for for the Rams. It was not dictated by the Rams' offense. And and the catalyst of that was 100% Aaron Donald in terms of what his presence was, what what the impact was, and how that kind of led to – those stunts did work. They started to work because when they started stunning, they realized that, you know, Raheem Morris realized that you can't triple team him if we start stunting this way. And it created those one-on-one opportunities. And and that's that's brilliance, really. It's simple. It's simplicity because it's, it's all right, what do I need to do to get all of these guys off of Aaron? And he did it. And those guys were getting home. You, you saw, you know, Von Miller played at a different speed last night. He made some pretty pretty nice plays, some pretty good pressures. Same with with uh, Leonard. It, it just to me, I thought that the defense versus the the Rams defense versus the Bengals was really the the storyline of this game. And also uh, the OBJ injury uh, felt like oh, that, that was that that's was sad. There there was a sad big part. divide between that game when OBJ was in the game and then afterwards Stafford. But I, I didn't think Stafford, different ball game, right? Yeah, like, I, I, I think you can make the case the Rams may run away with it. If OBJ stayed healthy, the way he was impacting the game, yeah, it, it looked it looked ugly for it looked like it was going that way for Cincinnati. It looked a lot like the Kansas City game at times, and and he he was the best receiver on the field when he was out there as far as explosiveness goes. And then he gets hurt, and you just knew it was a bad one because the way he went down and he grabbed it. And is that the yeah. same? Is that the same knee that he did uh, uh, in Cleveland? I, know. Like, I, I, I know I know when Burrow went down, his was the opposite of yeah. the one he injured. But the only thing I, I – this is the part I hate about it is it was ugly. It looked bad. You felt awful for him. But there's probably a city in Ohio that was like, meh, he had it coming to him. <laughs> yeah. As bad as – I mean, look, I'm just – I'm not saying – I'm just saying that is how some people felt based on him getting out of Cleveland. And I know he talked about it this past week. But we, we talked about it before. Like, he gets blamed for everything. And in this instance, like, you, you, you couldn't feel – couldn't feel anything but bad for him. I'd say besides a lot of people who maybe are some Browns fans that didn't like his, his time there. Am I horrible for asking this question? Will his cry face be the next big meme? Will, no, will, no, because they won. Like, if they lost, <laughs> I think you would have seen some Browns fans put it together and make that go viral. But they won. Like, see, he got what he wanted. He got you, what you he still, wanted in the you end. Still don't think, I mean, Michael Jordan was never a loser, hey, but know, his, his cry face <laughs> meme became very famous. Huh? To, to I Lamar, don't know. To Lavar's point, that was uh, there was a lot there. I mean, look, I, I understand. You know, they won the Super Bowl, but yeah. Jesus, that cry uh, face, <laughs> that cry face <laughs> meme is coming. I, I, I don't know how it's going to be used. Uh, Brady's right; man. they did win, but <laughs> God dang, that was a cry. Well, if that wasn't a cry okay. face, I ain't never seen one. That, 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 that was comparable to Kim Kardashian's crap face. If you ask to, me. to your point, though, isn't Jordan's taken from after he won a championship? 
Well, oh, maybe. I, I think Jordan's was at the Hall of Fame. It, it yeah, was the Hall of Fame. Fame. Yeah. Well, yeah. A higher moment. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yeah, and so this one was, you know, uh, you know, a Super Bowl. And, hey, you know, congratulations to OBJ. Congra- by the way, congratulations to the Rams who, uh, yeah. you know, they've been maxing out their credit cards for years now. And I guess yeah. pa- apparently it finally paid off. They, well, uh, and they of get course, the NFL Bowl. gave them a little uh, quick help me with the uh, – that defensive holding that was What do you mean? Oh. What, what are you talking yeah. about? Was there a blown call by an official in that game? I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, look, I'll just say this, because I'm not, I'm not an expert in officiating, but Mike Pereira's come out and said that's not defensive holding. He was the VP of officiating at the league. So if you don't believe me, at least look at his explanation on Twitter. I would just say this. My biggest issue was you didn't call it the entire game for both sides. You didn't call it. And then in that moment, in that instance, when it's going to largely tilt the advantage to the Rams, you make that questionable call? Like, that's what I hate about it is you, you let them play and, and, and spare me the whole, well, what about the T. Higgins play after the, you know, at the beginning of the second half? Look, it happened all game long. It maybe didn't look quite as blatant like that because it was out on an island, but they let those dudes play the entire game. <laughs> but the T. Higgins makes your point. <laughs> the no, T. The T. Higgins saying. no no call. Like, the lack of a call it makes the point. It's like they they could remember when Aaron Donald got into it with Isaiah Prince and the offensive and line there of the were no flags, no flags thrown. They could have thrown it like in the regular oh, season. One hundred percent. It was a point of emphasis. Absolutely. And you didn't see it, and so now we're gonna go. We're gonna call a ticky tack one. And and look, the other one on Bates. That's that's pi. Like bottom line, no one's gonna no one's gonna disagree with that. But the reality is, that's my problem with that play. Is you didn't call it the entire game, and then you make a ticky tack call like that. I just I, – I hated it for the Bengals. I hated it for the game. I hate it for the NFL, but the reality is that's where the NFL is at. They will not invest in trying to fix this and trying to improve this or make it better, and it stinks. It really does. Well, because they know we're not going anywhere. It, like it, We're just going to continue to keep watching. And so, well, it'll keep benefiting the Rams, too. It's not like that helped them, you know. Well, yeah, look, and I got news for you. For, for Rams fans saying that, uh, and that, that's, that's, that's a good point, because for Rams fans saying, well, what about that face mask and all that, like yeah. you pointed out? Yeah, what about the NFC title game? All right, yeah. so we're even here. In fact, you're plus one, so they're due a terrible call next year. So I don't want to hear anybody bitching about uh, what happened when it comes to the Rams. Uh, as far as um, uh, Sean, and we'll get into all the uh, the rumors as what's going to happen uh you know, towards the uh, the Rams' future and all that. This justifies every move, every draft pick, everything they've done to try and build this roster. We're all good here, right? N- you, now you now they hope, can go forward. You, you have to hope that it builds the reputation strong enough for – which it's a perfect market to want to come to, right? So you don't, you're not going to have a problem recruiting guys to want to come play for this team. But it's just a matter of in terms of what, what these – these contracts represent some of these guys are going to have to want to stay in order for them to stay yeah and that and that's going to have to be the conversation so does this win justify the conversations to say hey listen we want you to stay here we want to try to get a run out of this does that does this win do that for this team and and that would be to me the biggest question moving forward you know what it is for me L.A. is the type of place where they'll be like that one great party, but they're not following it up with like another one the next day or like a next week. 
It's like, oh, no, man, we're going to take a month off. You know, that was just that was too crazy. <laughs> like, that's how I view the Rams. What like, hey, <laughs> we went we went in all in on this. <laughs> Might be a few years before we make it back to this thing. All right. Like, you know, you can you can say the NFC. I think it might be an easier path as compared to the AFC to get to a Super Bowl because if you look at the AFC, there's a bunch of stud quarterbacks, young stud quarterbacks there. NFC maybe not so much. I met Josh but Allen. Well, well, Josh just, Allen's in the AFC. And yeah, I'm not saying the AFC has more. Yeah, no, I just met him on Saturday. You did? Yeah, I did. That was pretty cool. He was very, a very nice dude too. Gracious, he's a great dude. dude. He's a big yeah. dude too, big right? Dude, he's right? a big dude. Yeah. Could you imagine trying to tackle his? And by the way, he can shake a little. Like he's yeah. not like a yeah. stiff white dude. Like he can move around. Hey, yeah, there were some. Hey. Pretty, there were some decent sized quarterbacks there. Birdo, you know, racist. I, yeah, okay. thank you, Jesus. What? What's wrong with stiff white guys? Racist. Oh, yeah, I'm geez. one of them. You don't think the, I'm, I'm one of them? I got news for you. The guy from Weekend at Bernie's made a career out of being a stiff. White guy, he did, but he was loose though. He was flimsy though. Yeah, he was loose. Yeah, it was kind of loose. It wasn't a rigor mortis. Yeah, it wasn't rigor mortis. That's a good point. I need need to work on my rigor mortis material. In in all serious, like it's like, all right, we we did it. I mean, they did it before they made it to one, and they did the same scenario, (laughs) and then it took them a few years to come back. Right? Like it's like, hey, party's over. It's too much. We can't do this two nights in a row. By the way, I I love the body shot there by Brady on the city of L.A. He just spent a week here. He just wanted to point out. uh, So what you're saying is that the city of L.A. doesn't have the stomach and or liver to have consecutive bangers. Like that's what you're saying when it comes to parties. That is correct. I I don't care. We can talk about whatever we want. We're not going to we're going to see coaches leave the staff. We're going to see players move on in free agency. Hell, we might see some guys retire like Whitworth maybe Aaron Donald you you will see that I don't I don't care what they want to say they'll have to recruit a new crop of guys to come in but yeah and they might make it back here in a few years but the NFC West is tough and I just think it's it's LA man like you know good for one one good party yeah might take a little time to bring it back there's only one LA I like Thank you. Ain't that right, Stan? Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you better believe it. Appreciate Uh, that. Two pros and a cup of joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Again, we're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on FSR. Coming up next, though, uh, the future. The future is now up in the air for somebody who thought they had the entire world in their hands. We'll get into that for you right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, man. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> you got problems. Uh, LeVar Arrington, uh, You love Brady when Quinn. you get an opportunity to say, I got problems. Jonas Knox in the air on FSR. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up uh, later on this hour, we are going to have a, uh, a conversation or a real conversation that pertains to everybody listening here, at least uh, a large majority when it comes to Super Bowl 56. That'll be happening here again later on this hour, Fox Sports Radio. Um, so the uh, the NFL season is in the books. The Rams are Super Bowl champs. Uh, celebration is in order for the L.A. Rams who get it done. And, uh, you know, the city of L.A., uh, despite what Brady says, uh, is just parting their ass off right now they're really really like literally right now oh yeah i mean it is uh just just a uh (laughs) when i was leaving for hair 
all those Rams fans that showed up <laughs> got drowned it out by the Bengals fans. Hey, I had someone text me from the game. They, they're like, here we go again. <laughs> Sounds like it's dominated by Bengals fans at, at a corporate event, really. So great. When I was leaving the house to come here, cats that came in for the game, well, you know, for everything going on, we're going out at the same time I was coming in here to go to work. So if that gives you any idea, they were going to the uh, Rams after party. So it's going on right now at uh, Dave and Buster. So right. if you're out and you're listening <laughs> to us right now and, well, you feel like getting into something after the Super Bowl, you might want to try Dave and Buster down in Hollywood. The Rams Super Bowl post party is at an arcade. <laughs> yeah, man. For Christ's sake. There you go. Uh, K- I mean, come case on, in man. point. Hey, case in point. At an arcade? They couldn't yeah. do better than an arcade? Well, I don't know that this is the official team, like the team did it. I mean, I think, I don't know. Like, if you're the team. And I'm not, I mean, I don't have a dog in the fight either. I mean, to be honest, okay. I don't know. If you want a Super Bowl, like, because yes. we've heard stories about where, like, uh, NBA teams will just fly to Vegas at night. Like, J.R. Smith never, did, you know, left his shirt off for, like, four days. Didn't, didn't wear a shirt. Yeah, yeah, just went to Vegas and just partied his ass off. Mm-hmm. Like, I, if somebody told me, hey, uh, you know, we're going to go to Dave & Buster's afterwards, I think they were kidding. <laughs> like, really? Like, like, I'm, I'm it almost kind of sounded like, yeah, man, we just won the Super Bowl. Where are we going? going Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Dave & Buster's. Hey, I got news for you. I'd rather go to Chuck E. Cheese and Dave and Buster's. I think there's probably better food there. Not not to insult Dave and Buster's, but for God's sakes, it seems like they could uh, come up with something better than that. I mean, Golly, I the pizza at Ch- Chuck E. Cheese is phenomenal. It is. It, it has is always been a winner. I ain't yeah. gonna lie to you. It is. Like I can hate on a lot of things about Chuck E. Cheese, but their pepperoni pizza is not one. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. They did. Yeah. And they had a spicy Italian sandwich that was uh, dynamite as well, too. Oh. Um, all right. So uh, the flip- did you eat it with your, your rat? Chucky. Did you eat it with your rat outfit on? Or no, with it man. Off? There was a screen over the mouth. You can't eat it. Oh, yeah. There's a- so you at least took the helmet off. Yeah, you got to take the head off. But you had you still had the body on when you ate the cheese. Uh, the cheese. Sandwich. Well, no, you got to take the gloves off too. Oh, okay. And if I remember correctly, the gloves would go on first, so that way no skin was showing. How, and how long did you actually work that job? Uh, a few months. Yeah, what made yeah, you? Right. What made you walk yeah. away from being the rat? What What did you just say? What made you walk away from being the rat? Yeah, right there. That's your answer. I was a rat. I was, <laughs> I was a stuffed animal. I mean, when you signed up, you didn't Loser. know you were getting into that. Right. I, I thought. I thought there was like some sort of like, ah, oh, this is kind of cool, you know, whatever. You well, thought you'd uh, feel better yeah, once you did it. Yeah, and then you, earn, and, earn your stripes. And then you, right? and earn and then your stripes you walk as Chucky. You walk by a claw machine and you go, oh, that's me. Like I'm one of those. That was like, your that, pursuit yeah. of happiness <laughs> moment. I, it just that that was awful. your moment when you were leaning up against the bathroom Terrible. door and they were knocking to try to come I, in. I, look, I got news for you. When when you're when the upgrade is the janitor at Toys R Us, you know you were at a bad spot. Mm. Like, but hey, you know you live and you learn, man. Dreams right. come true, hey. man. Now look at you. Now I got you're news this for big you. time radio hey, guy, man. J- Joe Burrow was uh, at Ohio State. He said, "You know what? I'm tired Burrow. of being the rat," and, uh, yeah. and he ended up at uh, LSU. Uh, by the way, uh, Roberto, who's the uh, Bengals' starting quarterback? 
Burro! <laughs> it's got to be a little sad today. I know. Burro. It is. It is a little how bit How do of a you bummer. feel, Berto, by the way? How, how, how is this going for you? I see you still have your, your, uh, your hat on. Win, today. loser, tie, Raiders till I die, baby. <laughs> yeah. 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 You meant yeah. lose, loser, tie? Win, loser, tie, Raiders oh, till I die. Man. Oh, I mean, okay. they, did beat, they did beat your your former team in the Super Bowl, right? The last time they won. Yeah, Who's my Washington. former team? The Raiders. Yeah. yeah, Washington. Joe Thiesman. I played for the Giants. Okay, sorry. That's my former team. That's how that goes. That's my former team. Sorry. So you are not claiming the commandos. I do not. No, no commandos for you there, Lamar. Hey, man, you see that? You see that thing is heating up. Oh yeah, maybe that thing is commando too often. Maybe they've gone commando too often. That's a good point. I mean, did they walk right into that catch that that punchline of a joke? I mean. Jeez. I don't know. I'm not letting it go for a while. Yeah, I, I mean, it's so easy. It, that is just a gift that will continue to give. It's it, it is too a much name. commando. Uh, it's also the uh, the first time they've been talked about in the month of February in a long time. Huh. So I mean, good for them. Uh, uh, for the things uh, might get real interesting. They I had, are. I had some off off. We can't talk about online on on air right now. But I had some pretty interesting conversations yesterday. Yeah, with some pretty interesting people. About all these topics going on. <laughs> getting uh, getting hot, huh? Uh, all right. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports gonna Radio. Real, you know, it's going to get You know how I say it's going to get cold out here in these streets? <laughs> it's going to get Hey, Brady, icy. some of these cats going to have to bundle up. It's about to get real cold out here. Uh, so we are going to get into uh, the, uh, the future. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, some things up in the air for somebody in the NFL. We'll have that for you next here. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you a man of prestige, the great, the wonderful, and a guy who always keeps it clean on the air. My buddy. Eddie Garcia. My buddy, Eddie. Ah. Usually pretty clean. <laughs> heard Eddie, the show before this. Eddie, what are your fighter moments? I got to be honest with it you. It almost came out there, Jonas. It came so close. But I, I grabbed it at the last second. You did. By the way, there was a Super Bowl commercial that made me think of Jonas in the rat suit. I don't know if you guys saw that or what not. Was that? Oh, really? It was like for a VR headset or something like that. It was a. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet it out for you. Okay, guys. tweet it out. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Of course, all the talk about Super Bowl 56, the final football game of the season where the Rams beat the Bengals 23-20. to L.A. trailed almost the entire second half, but then laid a 15-play, 79-yard drive engineered by quarterback Matthew Stafford. He found wide receiver Cooper Cup on a one-yard touchdown pass to give him the lead. Bengals had a minute 25 left for the uh, chance to get a tying field goal at least, but uh, star defenseman Aaron Donald for the Rams had a tackle on third and one to prevent a first down, and then he pressured quarterback Joe Burrow into an incomplete pass on fourth and one and a turnover on downs. Cooper Cup is your Super Bowl MVP for the Rams. Eight catches, 92 yards, and two touchdowns. He's the eighth wide receiver to win the Super Bowl MVP award. Aaron Donald finished with four tackles, three solo, two sacks. It was two of seven sacks in the game for the Rams defense that tied an NFL record. Uh, for the Rams, it's their first Super Bowl in LA Rams history. They did win a Super Bowl in St. Louis, and the second Super Bowl title for an L.A. NFL team. The L.A. Raiders won it 
1983. Uh, as for the quarterback of the winning team, Matthew Stafford, he was 0 for 3 in 12 seasons in his playoff career in Detroit. Comes to LA in his first season, he goes 4 0 in the playoffs, capped by a Super Bowl championship. This is just a long time coming for a lot of guys. You know, this is Andrew Whitworth, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, so many great players, Robert Woods on our team, Cooper, so many guys that I could uh, that I could name that just that deserve this for the way they go to work every single day, the way they care about each other as, as teammates and people. Just so happy to get it done for those guys. So Matthew Stafford, now a Super Bowl champion. As for the Cincinnati Bengals, unfortunately for them, 0 for 3 now in their history in the Super Bowl. They lost their first one by 5 points, the second one by 4 points, and now a 3-point loss in the Super Bowl. Uh, a couple of NBA games real quick. Celtics over the Hawks, 105-95. Timberwolves beat the Pacers, 129-120. College Hoops wins for third-ranked Purdue, number 13, Illinois, and number 23, Connecticut. And at the Winter Olympics in Beijing, American Aaron Jackson wins gold in the speed skating competition. First black woman ever to win a speed skating medal. He also had Kaylee Humphreys winning gold and American uh, fellow American Michaela Taylor uh, hit me- I'll say it again. Elena Myers-Taylor took silver in the monobob which is a solo bobsled <laughs> event. I know, Jonas, immediately your mind went somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> you have a professional. Yeah, I know what you're talking I, about. Uh, boy, I know that. I yeah. with you Mono so Bob. <laughs> First of all, if you would have heard what Roberto just said in my ear, <laughs> okay, that's yeah. why I'm laughing. Why does it have to be the Mono Bob? Can you, just, I mean, you can't call it the bobsled? You got to be real flexible I to be the Mono Bob. Tradi- traditionally, I guess the bobsled is... It's more than one. Always two. Traditionally, yeah. you have Can't to be you able to a single bobsled touch your toes. And <laughs> I know what mono means, but I, I didn't hey, name it. It's your... <laughs> hey, hey Lavar brought up a great point. What did you yeah, say? Lavar? You have to be very flexible to to be a mono bobber. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lavar. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, stretch out the hips. You know. Oh gosh. Get that lower back going. Ah you know. oh, man. Make sure them hamstrings are. <laughs> nice and... Well, they gold su- gold medal monobobbing. Yes. Yeah, gold medalist in yeah. monobobbing. Wow. Unbelievable. You've uh, got to be one special monobobber you, to get, you, go gold. You certainly do. That's right. It's real out here, huh? It's right. real out here when it's, you're monobobbing. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, LeVar Arrington, <laughs> Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Uh, coming up uh, 15 minutes from now, uh, we got some controversy. Uh, and listen, this pertains to a lot of people out there. Not everybody, but to a lot of people out there. They're going to get very defensive over this. Uh, but we will have that for you here 15 minutes from now on FSR. So, Zach Taylor, the uh, head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, talked afterwards about the team, the season. Season, uh, being able to coach these guys, and uh, this was a uh, a disappointed Zach Taylor following that loss to the Rams last night. Proud of them. It's a special group. You got to find a way to just really cherish what this group had together. It's a special group. It's it's rare that you get to coach a team like this. This team means a lot. I'm proud of the way that they fought. I thought they did a lot for our team, for our organization, and for our city. And they need to be really proud of that. So uh, I want to just throw this out. There are some people out there who look at it and go, "Hey, you know what?" It wasn't the Bengals' year, but they're young. They've got all this talent. Uh, This team is ascending. The future is bright in Cincinnati. All right. What if they never get back to this point? 
because yeah. uh, some some things did have to go their way in order for them to get to this point. Um, you know, Tennessee, Kansas City. You know, we talked about the the play before halftime. If if Tyreek Hill scores there, or they settle for a field goal, maybe we're having a whole different conversation here. Um, you know, if Ryan Tannehill doesn't play as poorly as he did, uh, if, if Evan McPherson <laughs> doesn't, you know, hit those field you goals, could use that for other uh, other but, teams but though. I just think if you get to this point. It's it's not like the NBA where you can get one round closer each year like they did back in the day when the Pistons got over the hump and when the Bulls got past the Pistons, et cetera, et cetera. Like the idea that you can just assume that you're going to be back to this point. I mean, the Dolphins and Dan Marino thought that. I'm sure the Falcons thought they'd be back That's a what few I'm saying. years ago. It, that happens a lot. So I, I just, more often than not, that yeah, happens. Actually, I, 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 I'm just not as optimistic maybe as a lot of people are on this. I don't know. It's funny because I, I think. If you look at the last team that maybe you felt that way about, probably was the Rams with Jared Goff. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to think in recent history, a team that you thought would get back again. Because if you go back to the Seahawks with Russell Wilson early, they won their first one. And they made it back the next year. Now, after that, after that loss, you're like, all right. How are they going to handle this? Because of the, the controversial you know, call and not running the football and, and instead throwing it ends up being an interception. Rest is history. Never made it back. Yeah. Never could get over it. You know, you look at the Rams, just got absolutely stumped. And, you know, Todd Gurley, injuries became an issue. Obviously missed out on, you know, had to let some guys go because of the way they built that roster up. And then they decided that Jared Goff wasn't the guy. So they had to completely transform their roster in order to get back to another shot. I, I think this has as much to do with the Bengals organization continuing to invest resources in and around Joe Burrow as anything else. I think what you get in the Rams winning the Super Bowl and now going to what, two in the last four years? Yeah. Whatever it's been, is don't let your your team, if your owner if your general manager, if they come out and say, well, we're cash-strapped because the salary cap, or we don't have this, this, and that, they're lying to you. They're cheap. That's what they are. They're cheap. Because Stan Kroenke went out and built a foot. How, how, how many billions of dollars was their stadium? Was it uh, $5 billion or something I think like five, that? It was uh, supposed to be $4 billion. Then they realized, you know, I think we're off by a billion, so let's go ahead and he, throw another one He in. spent $5 billion on SoFi. He paid in a settlement over seven hundred million to move from St. Louis to the to do L.A. He paid all of that. He invested in paying these big cash signing bonuses to construct a roster that could fit within the salary cap. He did all of that to have another shot, another bite at the apple, and it worked. And they won, and they're world champions. So. If the Bengals don't make it back, like, yeah, luck plays a part of it. There, there's different scenarios we could play, but that's, that's for every team. The difference is if they don't make it back, it's because the Bengals organization is cheap. That, that's that's, the, that's uh, the only thing you can draw to it, and, and they're one of the cheaper organizations. They don't have a large front office. A lot of their coaches have to scout, but that's the reality is if they stop spending the resources, and I talked to Carson Palmer this past week, and he kind of talked about that because obviously he was frustrated with the way the Bengals organization operated. He looked around and said, man, you've got these other places that are willing to invest more resources. He got out, went to the Raiders, and then found his way to, to the Arizona Cardinals. And they were one of the best teams with him there investing resources in him. 
So th- that's, the, that's one of the biggest things that I think could hold back the Bengals is if this organization doesn't continue to invest all they can in Joe Burrow and in this team moving forward and if they don't get cheap. But I, I think you could say that for a lot of organizations. I think they have enough weapons that they should be fine. If, again, if, if salary issues, salary cap issues become an issue, that's one thing. But all things given, just coming back and knowing who, who they have and, and what Joe Burrow has, has been able to accomplish and what he's been able to do and what I would assume I would perceive that they're going to try to improve that offensive front, they have the makings of a team that can be very, very competitive until they get out of these rookie contracts with some of these guys that they have. I, I, that's not too far away, though. Not man. too far away. I mean, Higgins yeah. is going to be up at some point here. Yeah. Burrow, obviously, you want to sign him as soon as you can. Because, look, he's, he's a $50 billion a year quarterback. It sounds nuts to say that. He's going to make $50 million 100%. a year. Yeah, He's worth every penny of it. I'm switching my child's position today. Um, yeah, well, make him a pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a lefty, too. Oh, there God. You go. Please, yeah, put him in baseball. Yeah. Make him a pitcher. Yeah, yeah. He'll be fine. He'll make $100 million by the time he's 13. You're fine. Um, <laughs> he, but in, in regards to just Cincinnati, and, and they do have the weapons, and they've got a talented roster, and Burrow is going to make that money. Anybody that, that you know disputes that is an idiot. Just look at what Dak Prescott made. Burrow's already surpassed Dak Prescott. But when you see sort of just the landscape of the A, AFC. I, I, I don't know, man. I just think the path is so much more difficult. And then you go over to the NFC. Look, if, if Rodgers does leave, and that's a conversation that, that there's tons to with the news that has come out this weekend or reports that have come out rather, and we can talk about that, you know, throughout the course of the week. But if Rodgers does leave the NFC, I mean, who's like, like, where's the competition for the Rams and Matt Stafford? Dallas. You know, yeah, but we say that every year. Uh, I then, mean, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Well, there it is. Right. I mean, um, you'd think the NFC West, given the advantage that at least the 49ers have had for the most part. Now, I don't know what happens with Jimmy G. It seems like he's looking to get out, but that's one team. Uh, who knows what happens with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks? You know, it seems like he wants to be somewhere else. He looked pretty chummy during the game there with Roger Goodell. He did. That's not a good look, I think, for a lot of like for like street cred in the locker room, LeVar. Hey, you already I mean, know. I'm just saying, bro. Like, I, I know that's a paid man you're talking to, but he could pull a Troy Vincent. He goes uh, on the dark side. You know what I'm saying? He, he ends up going with, with, with Darth Vader in this one. Hey, that's uh... – that's two years in a row, too, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. man. Do you, do you think two uh, years in a row? Do you think guys from the Legion of Boom are like, uh, try to tell you everybody, try to tell y'all, this is this is who he was? Can you hit the button, Berto? What please, do you mean? can you hit it? There's something going what on mean? here. What, what are you talking about? There's something going on Rachel. here. Man. What? Thank you. What? He's just getting too chummy with the guys going out fine. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Just uh, you know, Mister, Mister, Mister Unlimited. Yeah, you got to be unlimited. Do you think you think he's trying to create a path? To being the commissioner? Well, could see, you imagine? No, I could see that. He I makes 60 mil a year. He better get in line. He's making more than quarterbacks. Yeah, the, like, he better get in line. The problem is, LeVar has an issue with it because Roger... LeVar's putting his name in. Yeah, LeVar, no, no, I'm not. LeVar has an nope. issue with it because Roger Dale's a redhead. And so there, there's where his issue no, comes out. Can you, well, can you hit that? Strawberry blonde. Can you hit Thank you. What, what, what strawberry you're, you're blonde? What are again, we man. talking oh, about? I told, by the way, I told you it'd be blue gator last night. You are out of control right now, Jonas. You're on the button. Okay, racist. I said... 
Brady said strawberry blonde. No, you said strawberry he blonde. He did. He no, said, said strawberry blonde. He did. He did. Hey, I didn't do it. He did. At best, he's strawberry blonde. He's not a redhead. Yeah, he's not I great. Mean, come on. I, I don't, I've don't. i never really um, checked him like that, but, you know. You have to check. Just look at any photo, man. Yeah. I don't know. I never really even thought to think one way or the other what yeah. color is <laughs> there. Even though I did have leprechaun talk no last way. week. Okay. You did. Berto is is, is is that Pac-Man? Is, is that Pac-Man in the homie? Like, What's going on here? Hey, you guys, there's these basic hey, things. Roberto's, Roberto's watching a different pre uh, post game show. <laughs> Roberto's watching the way Pac Man thought it was supposed to turn oh, out. That, that's an interesting under center approach. <laughs> oh, jeez. Is that a QB sneak? What's the matter with you, man? Oh, man. This is uh, unbelievable. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up next, uh, there's something out there that's going to cause a lot of controversy. Uh, some people are going to be outraged. We'll get into all that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler Lavar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up on Game. What is Up on Game, you ask? along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's wrong with you, man? Ooh, you know I'm your everything. Get me twisted. Oh, Crazy man. boy, man. What the hell is this? You know you I'm not everything. You get me twisted, girl. You got me twisted over you. Happy Valentine's Day from two what crows and a cup of joe. Right here, baby. <laughs> so what are you gonna do, baby girl? It's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Mm. Hey, on this note, did you see what happened after the game last night? Taylor Rapp. Oh God, yeah. Got Come down on, on one knee, proposed knee. to the yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. He, he was he was in the moment. He got caught up in the moment. Is, uh, is Jalen Ramsey going to be his best man? And then he realized. Know, but, uh, then he realized that that after party that he's in a I, different group of of people now. He's right. now a Super Bowl champ. Yeah, bad bad timing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Should have waited do, three hours. That ring will I be a nice parting gift. <laughs> I do appreciate when people ask, like, "Oh, they propose," and people are like. What would she say? <laughs> I know. It's, like, it's it's always like assume she says yes. Yeah. But it's like I do appreciate the people who follow up. We go. Well, what would she say? Mm. Oh, okay. She, yeah. she said yes. Gotcha. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a bummer. Could you imagine? Ah, bad timing. Yeah. Like let's do this somewhere else. Can you imagine if she said to you, "Oh, you want to propose to me after you win a Super Bowl, so it's all about you"? One of those comments. Ugh. That's the beginning of the end right there. Yeah, hundred percent. I know um, that I know that after party be jumping off. Yep. Straight lit. 
Hey, look, if Straight you're going to propose, if you're she a player, told me no. Yeah, do it when you're six and eleven next year or something. You know, do it then because that you know then you're not having to worry. You gonna about know the after she parties. really in it for yeah, you? Yeah, huh? you're not have to worry about the after parties. Uh, oh, right. You got to stack the deck when you pop a uh, question I, that big. I, I got to be honest with you. If I if my after party was at an arcade, uh, I'd probably propose too and get the hell out of there. <laughs> the uh, damn Dave and Buster's. It's pathetic. You know, um, play the little little crane game. You know, you're playing it, you playing it, and yeah. then you go down underneath and. You you already had that thing stashed yeah, up in there, you know what point. I mean? Get yeah. on your knee. I mean, I think it's a perfect setup to, to you know, propose to your chick. That is a good point. There you um, go. All right, it is uh, two pros and a cup Saw of that Joe. creativity. Fox Sports Radio. Imagine if he had a, a Chuck E. Cheese rat outfit on with the helmet on and everything well, and did the proposal. Man, nobody's perfect. Then you uh, know she really loves you. Uh, right yeah. now, it is time for uh, something <laughs> we do on the show every single day. At this time, it's called this. Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee Lap. You guys, in case you missed the halftime show, many people were betting on whether or not Snoop Dogg would smoke on stage. Well, there was no smoking during the broadcast. (laughs) I told you he he wouldn't. But a cameraman behind the scenes did catch Snoop uh, smoking a joint before he went up. Of course. Of course he did. Well, it it was probably better than the actual halftime show. I tell you what, though, he was banged out last night, boy. <laughs> I got to tell you, he was he was throwing up. He was throwing up sign language signs. Yeah, you know what, I mean? yeah what was that walk buddy. he was doing? What was that uh, thing he was uh, doing? He was doing a little walking, <laughs> he, and he had the dancers doing it too. Um, you know what I mean, anybody want to uh, talk about Fifty Cent? Oh uh, man, Jay- did he look a little seventy-five cent? Uh, uh, J- Jason Whitlock called him two fifty cent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna hate that man's rich. He's, he, he is. He's, yeah, that's a sign of wealth right he's there. Eating. That, that, yeah, he, he ate whatever he's definitely he made. Because he was one of the first guys in vitamin water, right? Yeah, I think he made a fortune yeah. off vitamin water. Yes. Now he's d- doing production. He came um, out that ceiling though. I thought he was about to come out of the ceiling. Like when he came down, I was like, oh god. All right, good. All right, the ceiling held him up. Whatever it is that they had holding him up, it's 50 cents, my man. I ain't want him to fall on his head or nothing. You uh, by know the way, I, mean? I, I feel bad. Well, I was thinking about LeVar for a couple of reasons. Oh, I well, thought about one. me, too. Like, dang, I probably look horribly way worse than him coming uh, out no, of the ceiling. No, first of all, you told us off the air last week he was going to be the surprise. Yeah. And you were right, so you, you got yeah. that correct. But when I hear people say, man, that was the best halftime show I've ever seen in my life, it was... Uh, Living in the moment, uh, people uh, getting too hyped up in the moment, disrespecting LeVar's Prince, who played Prince, the guitar Prince in the rain. Kinda, Prince might still have it. Yeah. He might but still have it. But I ain't going to lie. That was pretty epic, though. It was pretty legit. That yeah, was all was like the epic. songs that we grew up to and all that. that it was fun. It was no, fun. That one was pretty epic. I was making halftime adjustments. I wasn't really watching. People the, were know. upset no, that Mary J didn't have more, a different song if she was only going to have one. She should have more. upset about everything. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, listen, there's going to be, uh, you know, people are bothered that uh, Snoop was smoking weed, you know, walking the Green Wolf on stage. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.